Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 29 for me and season 25 for Amanda. This is day two of season 97. Our first question asks, uh, what language is spoken in the city of Bilbao on the Bay of Biscay? That is not Spanish, and is in fact not related to Spanish, or any other European language. And whenever I hear that, it's either going to be Basque or Albanian. Oh. Those are like the two, uh, I don't want to say weirdest, but least connected to all the other one, all the other European languages in Europe. Okay. I think Finnish might also be uh, fairly distinct, but mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, Basque is uh, one of those things in Spain that doesn't appear to be of Spain. It's very mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere. So I said Basque. Yeah, this one um, I ended up at the same place, but took a lot longer to get there, <laughs> um, and that's chiefly because I it took me a long time to convince myself that the Bay of Biscay is in fact next to Spain itself as opposed to some other Spanish-speaking country. Because mm, um, I thought, you know, what if it's, uh, not that the, the Philippines is that Spanish-speaking, but it's you know, it was originally um, colonized by Spain, was I think. Um, and so I, I, for a while I was like, could this be Tagalog? And uh, I thought, but why would it be asking about other European languages like, it, it seemed like it has to be the Spain we're talking about in Europe. Um, and, and some of you are probably boggling at just how bad my geographical knowledge is at this point. <laughs> but uh, I finally settled on, okay, the Bay of Biscay is somewhere on the coast of one of the coasts of Spain. Um, and so I think then if we're talking about like an isolated language like this, then it probably has to be Basque. I thought about Catalan as well, but I don't think that's as unrelated or as isolated and i admit that like biscay sounded enough like basque Mm -hmm. uh, especially the way basque is spelled um that i I, that was just sort of enough to hang my hat on basically to to sort of take a flyer and go with basque reasonable Uh, and the correct answer was basque or euskara as it is known in the actual basque language Ah, okay Uh, yeah i believe catalan is just a, a I don't want to say just. I believe it is a dialect of Spanish. Okay. Or very closely related to it. Well, I mean, I know there's like uh, Castilian Spanish. Well, like, like, mm-hmm. like I know there are different different dialogues within Spain and then in right. Latin America and so on. And, um, but yes. And by the way, Finnish and Hungarian are the two that are kind of related to each other. Okay. Oddly enough. Makes sense. Um, they're, they're both Finno-Ugric or something yeah, right. languages. Um, and it's weird that they're so far apart from each other, but somehow, you know, have the, the similar roots. Question two asks us for the only major North American professional sport of the big four leagues that is named after a literary talking bird. Bringing to mind the question, why aren't lots more of them named after literary yeah. talking birds? There's Reasonable. probably lots of great team names out there mm-hmm. going unused. Um but this one really, it, it didn't take me long thinking about um, franchises that are named after birds, you know, Blue Jays, Baltimore Orioles. Oh, wait, there's also the Baltimore Ravens, and that is definitely named after Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, which quotes Nevermore very famously. 
Um, and once that crossed my mind, I was like, should I, I, I should I even bother trying to think of other <laughs> options? I don't think I should. Um, cause nothing else really fits the bill, so to speak. Um, quite like the Baltimore Ravens does in this Thank case. You so so. <laughs> you should, and I love it. Um, so I put down noting that both the team's location and name are required. I put down the Baltimore Ravens and that also, uh, helped the question click for me because, uh, the only reason you would have to do that is if you just put down Baltimore, you're not being specific enough. True. So, because Baltimore Orioles would be named after a bird, but not a talking one. Hmm. So, uh, that I know of. Anyway, um, I put down Baltimore Ravens. Uh, yeah, I got there much quicker. Literary talking mm. bird. I just immediately knew, oh yeah, this is the Ravens. Sure. Famously named, af- uh, uh, canonically, after the Raven of Poe's work because he was of Baltimore. Yes. Uh, and they... Uh, they grabbed that immediately as soon as they realized they were going to get another team. That was like a very right. quick uh, uh, reference for them, and everybody kind of liked it immediately. So, yeah, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and that was the correct answer. Question three asks us for the type of particles that carry cholesterol back and forth through the human bloodstream. Uh, well, it, the hint here is that there's the high-density HDL version and the low density LDL version. Mm-hmm. So clearly this starts with L uh-huh. uh, and I figure, well, this must be lipids because I've heard of lipids in connection with cholesterol mm. or like, you know, in an ad for a cholesterol medication or something like that. So they was sort of vaguely next to each other in my brain. And I thought high density lipids. Sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll go with that. So this is one where I work in healthcare mm-hmm. I am a health educator. This is one of the things you run across a lot when you're talking about people trying to manage their heart disease risk and um, their their various, you know, know your numbers types of things where you're trying to make sure people get their cholesterol tested, etc. So this was a fastball down the middle for me. These are lipoproteins. Okay. Um, and I don't remember when I first learned about them. It's probably been you know, a time measured in possibly decades, um, but certainly at least 10 years, um, that it's, yeah, I, I, (laughs) I knew what this was. My only slight, uh, hesitation was that I had to figure out really what, what the question was asking for. Um, you know, once it kind of clarified, like there's the HDLs and the LDLs, I guessed that the only thing that wasn't really in the question was uh, lipoproteins. Um, I'm worried that some people are going to say something like good cholesterol and bad cholesterol mm. um, or types of, you know, cholesterol, but that's in, the, that's in the question. So hopefully not. It's kind of a tough one to write unless you just say, what is the, the terminal L, I guess, <laughs> in each of these abbreviations yep. stand for? Um, and I guess he was trying to be a little bit more elegant than that. Um, but anyway, uh, this is lipoproteins and it's, you know, again, something that I've seen over and over again. So Mm -hmm. a pretty easy one for me personally. Yep. That was lipoproteins. Mm -hmm. Well done. Yeah. Not the same thing as lipids. No, lipids are fats. They're, they're a different thing. Sure. Question four asks us for a food known in English 
that is in Polish called Shmetana, and in Russian, Smetana, and is used in beef stroganoff and with pierogi. So the second fastball down the middle of the day <laughs> for me, um, as a person who, for whom food and drink is one of her best categories, who is half Polish by background, um, we didn't use this term per se uh, in referring to it, uh, or re we didn't use the Polish term, I should say, in referring to this, but uh, along the line, I had a previous spouse who was Russian, Ukrainian, Polish as well, and was also a student of Russian language and uh, uh, ran across the fact that sour cream is called smetana. Um, and so that, you know, I'd, I'd heard that sort of uh, brought up in conversation many a time. So uh, I knew that this would be sour cream. Uh, I just kind of figured I, I know what goes on pierogi. Yeah. Or at least what you put on pierogi. <laughs> It's sour cream, and there's nothing that any of the rest of us can do that will make you stop. Um, and then I thought, well, that's probably in beef stroganoff too. Sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, now, does do I remember that from my days of studying Russian? I absolutely do not. Um, <laughs> that was oddly enough, sour cream didn't come up in the first four semesters. Uh, but the yeah, reels. we'll we'll go with uh, sour cream. Sure. Why not? Uh, why not? Indeed, it is sour cream. So that's a good way to go. Uh, question five is when we get back in the weeds um, and asks us, uh, what town did the uh, Kaiser Wilhelm send a dispatch from to Otto von Bismarck? And the, the clue is that it's a three-letter name. Mm -hmm. And it provoked a war. Uh, and, I, and I thought, I feel like there's, a, there, there's like an XYZ affair that started mm -hmm. a war or almost started war something like that uh it's just kind of tickling at the back of my brain that that was a thing the xyz mm -hmm. telegram or message or something like that i didn't see where, how it could be based on a prussian spa town but uh, i figure well you know maybe it's that's like three letters in it and that's just what they took the code from or yeah. it sounds like that or something I just, I, for lack of anything else, I just, you could have given me three random letters and said, it's this or it's X, Y, Z. I'm like, sure, cool. Go mm. with that. So for lack of a better option, I went with X, Y, Z. Reasonable. Um, and, and that was a tack that I tried to explore for a while as well. Um, just thinking like, was it the ABC dispatch or something that was like a, a series of letters that would be right in a row and just kind of memorable for that. Um, but that didn't really strike me as plausible enough to hang my hat on. Um, not that my, <clears throat> what I ended up with was any better. Um, but I, I basically went through the alphabet and thought, what do I think this maybe starts with? And just thinking of what could be the town name that is sure. plausible for this. Um, and I thought sort of like, you know, a few letters were ringing a bell. Uh, I ended up going with P-E-S thinking, I don't know, that that sounded vaguely town-like. Mm -hmm. That's, I just thought, okay, that, that sounds plausibly in a sort of, you know, vaguely Eastern Central European uh, town syllable. Sure. You know, right. there's really nothing to go on here, folks. I, I'm not, 
I, I, I don't know why I'm even vamping about it. Uh, I just, you know, that was what I attempted to do. I, I, I was pretty sure it wasn't going to pan out. So mm-hmm. that's what I put down. Reasonable. Uh, yeah, but it was M's. Okay. M's from the, the town was Bod M's. In oh, wow. Raymond Palatinate. Yeah. That's okay. I never heard of it. No. No. Me uh, either. I, I mean, I think <laughs> I've heard of the Franco-Prussian War. I knew Maybe? that one had happened. Yeah, I and, guess. Yeah, but... And that's yep. about it. I don't know what it was about. This question has not enlightened me uh, any further, really, other than Bismarck sounding like being kind of a jerk. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Good to know, I guess. Moving on. <laughs> question six asks us for a hard rock band formed in New York in 1972 by Chaim Witz, Stanley Eisen, and Peter Kruskula. Yes. Uh, and that last one in particular really should tip people off. But also just knowing that uh, Heim Witz is Gene Simmons. Yep. Um, and, you know, adding a guitarist who presumably had more of a giveaway name, and that's why it wasn't included in or went, uh, Ace Fraley, went by, I guess. Went by something much closer to his birth name. Yeah. I think Fraley is probably his actual uh, last name at birth. Yeah. As opposed to everybody else in the band. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, and so this was clearly Kiss, um, you know, based on particularly Peter Chris. Uh, his name is stands out from there, but um, the rest of it all gels together to be Kiss as well, because mm-hmm. it is amusing just how incredibly sort of ethnic the, <laughs> their original names are, and oh, they yeah. utterly changed them to just be, you know, glam rock kind of mm-hmm. uh, aliases. Yep. So I put down Kiss. Uh, yeah, I uh, I tipped on this one at Heim Witz. I don't know why mm-hmm. that is so high in my brain of, oh, yeah, it's Gene Sims. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the rest of it I, I barely even read. Just like, okay, yeah, this is definitely Kiss. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. go with Kiss. Yep, and, and that was the correct answer. Yep. Um, so I was pretty pleased with the five out of six on this day. Um, you know, I... I I, I felt like Basque was a pretty good poll, mm-hmm. like based on such shaky foundation of knowledge. Sure. Um, so it's always good to be like, yes, that that actually panned out. I was never going to get to the Franco-Prussian thing. And that's definitely, I think, going to be the hardest of the day for almost everybody. However, I zeroed it for my current opponent because world history was their top category in like a 957 oh, wow, kind yeah. of that's, way. That's so solid. I was like, yeah, mm, that, that seems like a thing that they would be up on. And mm-hmm, I do not want mm-hmm. to give them that satisfaction. So, yep, yep. but I threed it, threed it hard and fast for <laughs> the private rundle. So, and yep. you were at, uh, I was at four, mm-hmm. uh, didn't know the EMS and I, mm. uh, didn't know about li- uh, lipoproteins. Right. That right. was, that was one I just missed. Yeah, that's a, that's Never a tricky one. It. Never would have gotten to it. That might be the second toughest one in some ways because it's a very specific term of art. Um, and it's kind of like if you've been around that kind of healthcare and medical science a little more mm-hmm. or maybe had to deal with your own cholesterol numbers. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, probably that too. Yeah. Well, I guess that's about it for today then. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. And remember... Don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs>